Hello, you're listening to Health Affairs this week, a regular conversation among health affairs editors about the latest and greatest in health policy. I'm Rob Lott. I'm Kathleen Haddad. So Kathleen, I thought we would take a look back at something that was raised in the State of the Union address a few uh, weeks ago, and that was President Biden's zeroing in on nursing home quality. The president said, quote, Medicare is going to set higher standards for nursing homes and make sure your loved ones get the care they deserve and that they expect. Now, shortly after, or maybe it was right before the address, uh, the White House released a fact sheet highlighting a new initiative focused on improving nursing home quality. And um, they really zeroed in here on um, the role of private equity, uh, or as the president described it in the State of the Union address, quote, Wall Street. But the role of private equity in sort of taking a much bigger role in nursing home care, um, and as we know from research published in Health Affairs, it actually extends well beyond nursing homes. But um, I think it's no surprise that the White House picked nursing homes as sort of the example of um, maybe the negative impacts of private equity's role in healthcare. I thought we'd maybe dig in a little bit. I know Health Affairs has published some about um, the role of private equity over the last few years, and you've worked on those papers. What exactly is private equity and uh, why does it matter? Private equity, it is uh, investors who are not public, who are private. They're not trackable very easily. Um, Wall Street firms organize these investors. They're wealthy, usually. And, um, you know, they, their goal is to, to make a profit in their business investments. And I want to say that making a profit is um, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's how we, we run. That's that's capitalism, right? For <laughs> better or for worse. <laughs> um, to, in, in my uh, perspective, um, we have to look at what the impacts are in the, in the particular industry in which private equity invests. Private equity can um, make industries more efficient. They can um, and reap some profits from that. I think there's a concern in healthcare that private equity um, may not have the best interest of, of all patients, um, all consumers um, at hand in mind. And um, and so you know we just have to continue the research on it and and see what what's happening. I think the impacts in terms of staff and staff to bed ratio, staff to patient ratio are not clear yet. Yeah. So Kathleen, just to kind of um, make sure I, I understand this correctly, these investors, they come in and they sort of purchase companies or organizations, whether it be a nursing home or say a physician practice. And their goal is to essentially sell it a couple of years down the road and turn a profit. Mm-hmm. Is that is yeah, that a fair? I think so. And among physicians, there are certain there's a certain way they do it, and um, specialties in which private equity is becoming increasingly prominent as uh, the owner: ophthalmology, dermatology, gastroenterology, even dentistry, and among um, uh, ambulatory surgical centers. We had a paper um, recently by uh, Eloise O'Donnell and Larry Casalino of Cornell. They looked at this um, growing um, presence of 
private equity firms owning ophthalmology practices. And they kind of explained how the PE firms work. It was very interesting. And what happens is um, a firm will come in and look at a market that's fairly fragmented in ophthalmology, as an example, has been fragmented. And they'll buy one of the larger practices in, a, in an area. And then they'll, over the next five years, for instance, let's say, they will try to add on smaller practices. And the value of each of those practices increases as soon as they join the, the larger practice. What happens is then they have greater negotiating power the, and a payment can go up. And I think the concern is um, uh, what is the impact on patient quality? What is the impact on those who aren't insured or are underinsured? in terms of payment in hospitals. Um, we had a paper uh, by Anese Alfadele who, uh, at MD Anderson who found that the um, margins among um, hospitals in this case um, had increased over the last 15 years as PE bought more, more hospitals. And, and so they charge more. They charge the cost ratios for underinsured or uninsured people. The, those went up. Gotcha. And that's because their sort of leverage in the marketplace is, is risen. That's exactly right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's maybe a, a good uh, opportunity to kind of take a step back. The, the kind of the buzz these last uh, year or two has been around private equity, but this is actually sort of the latest and kind of a long arc of history over many decades, really uh, of sort of private entities inserting um, themselves or, or taking on a, a growing and growing role within our healthcare system. How does this sort of fit in, in that long history? Oh, wow, Rob, I could talk a long <laughs> time about that, <laughs> um, which does not correlate with how long of a time I've been around. But, <laughs> but in any case, um, you know, all I can say, I'll start with this. I remember being a kid going to the doctor and, you know, up the street. And the doctor owned his own practice and had a nurse. And, um, you know, over time, the doctor, the, the practices tended to have, you know, more than one doctor in the same specialty. Then over time, they grew to multi-specialty group practices. And this is not all bad, because at the same time, um, there was not a great evidence base for what how physicians were practicing. Um, I mean, there was and there, there wasn't as we would expect today. And so when you had more physicians together, they could theoretically practice higher quality medicine and consult with each other. And, but, um, you know, we don't know that that really occurred. <laughs> and over time, because of the high price of um, healthcare, high cost, Managed care companies in the 1990s um, tried to kind of operate medicine by uh, all kinds of utilization um, control. And at the same time, um, there was a backlash against that, and that kind of went away. And now what we have is um, hospitals um, buying other hospitals um, and vertical integration, as we would call hospitals buying practices and other types of care and then horizontal integration across hospitals by, um, uh, you know, let's say physicians buying other physician practices and private equity has kind of stepped in and, and tried to, to take the, the profits there. Um, they do like to have physicians as like 20 to 40 percent ownership so that they still have an interest in the strategy and the, the 
growth of the practice um, in, in, in the physician sector. And um, I think um, overall, we've just seen what Paul Starr called in his book, The Social Transformation of American Medicine. It's now the politics of um, corporate entities owning much of healthcare. Research on the quality and costs um, is really very important. That's really interesting, Kathleen, because I feel like the sort of the easy answer would say would be to say, let's just put the genie back in the bottle <laughs> and go back to the good old days. But of course, the good old days had some pretty, pretty, da- pretty kind of strong downsides as well. People um, didn't live as long. They weren't as, as healthy. Um, they didn't have access access to some of the um, new discoveries and developments uh, that we've witnessed over the the last many decades, although access today is also limited for for other reasons. But um, I think what we've seen is this sort of a lot of tremendously positive developments that are also tremendously complicated and confusing. And that complexity sort of creates opportunities for other entities to come in and opportunities for bad actors as well as good actors and opportunities for fragmentation and the benefits over the past five decades have been sort of brought to us with a lot of baggage as well. And the challenge for policymakers, for researchers, for um, editors like you and me is to kind of try to um, untangle all those really complicated threads. Yes, I agree. And uh, I would um, welcome more and more research on how the ownership structure affects affects patient care. Absolutely. Well, maybe that's a good place for us to, to stop. And I also want to point our listeners to an article from the March issue of Health Affairs by Jill Horowitz, and colleagues about uh, for-profit and nonprofit hospitals, they should check it out. If you're not a subscriber to Health Affairs, you should subscribe to get access to the article or listen to our editor-in-chief, Alan Wiles, recent interview with Jill Horowitz about that article. On a health policy, stay tuned to Health Affairs this week, recommend it to a friend, leave a comment, and uh, tune in next week. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Rob. 